guys uh welcome to our second season of borderless podcast uh this is the first episode and i'm super 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 excited uh to be interviewing one of my really really good friends is uh is a brother to me now um welcome to the show wayne oh thank you michael just a little introduction tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from what you do um just just a little background yeah, sure. So um, my story began in, in China, where I was born. Um, and, you know, my family, you know, we all came to the United States at different times, uh, which, you know, is, is a pretty typical Chinese immigrant story. I would say, you know, my dad had an opportunity to come to the U.S. when I was just a baby. Um, and, you know, back in those days, you know, obviously for him, leaving his family behind was, was a sacrifice, but it was also an opportunity that, you know, he couldn't turn down uh, for the opportunity for a better life. Um, so, yeah, my dad, you know, he came over to the United States in uh, 1984. I, I was less than a year old. Uh, my mom ended up joining him a few years later, uh, which left me back in China uh, with my grandparents. Um, and then I ended up coming to the United States when when I was six and have basically grew up here. So, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, I, I certainly identify with my, you know, Chinese heritage, you know, know, my family, you know, traditional Chinese family, I would say for the most part. Um, But at the same time, you know, I'm I'm kind of American. (laughs) You know, having gone to school in the United States my whole life, Um, you know, so, you know, I I grew up primarily on the the East Coast. Uh, Yeah, we pretty much lived in Washington, D.C. suburbs, Maryland, for the most part. Ended up going to Chicago for college and then um, back in Maryland for a couple years before I had the opportunity to come to Oklahoma in uh, 2009. And uh, I have to be honest, you know, when the opportunity to come to Oklahoma, it was like, it's kind of like, huh, Oklahoma. I don't know too much <laughs> about that place, but I know, you know. But, you know, it was, it was a good it was a good career opportunity. I made a move. And, you know, the idea was to stay here a few years, kind of just get a different kind of experience and, and probably end up back in the East Coast. But, uh, you know, I'm still here. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, but that's awesome. You know, how difficult was it for you to just, um, you know, blend into the American culture? Um, or was it like as a kid, you, you didn't really, you know, realize, oh, this is a different space and... Um, how, how was that? How, how was that transition for you as a kid? Um, you know, obviously, as a kid, you're you're not as conscious of what's going on, right? But but looking back, you know, there there are definitely some things where I can see, like, I, it was always a, a kind of a struggle to to f- find my place. Who are my people? Um, you know, I I remember even just um, you know some of my earliest school memories of um, you know here in the United States, like when you're teacher can't even pronounce your name correctly you kind of just feel like um you know like like, do i belong here like what's going on you know my my last name it's bao b-a-o but i remember like my teacher like she called me wayne boa which like makes no sense right like like phonetically (laughs) like that makes no sense but i think because boa is like kind of a english word for a type of snake right like that's how she processed the letters um you know, so and then, you know, as far as like making friends, uh, you know, I, I think back then there there weren't as many like Chinese people here yet. So, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I grew up with certain 
remarks about my eyes or high looks. You know, like that's that's pretty typical among kids. I think yeah. I, 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 you know, I can't. I, I won't say that it like, you know, well, bothered it, me too much when yeah. I was a kid. I kind of just didn't didn't really understand, and I kind of just shrugged it off as being new. Yeah, you know, yeah, not necessarily yeah. being Chinese. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I remember growing older, like, you know, with my family, like we. You know, my my dad was just kind of getting his career established once I was getting once I was got here. Uh, you know, he was also still still going to school at the time. You know, so financially, you know, we 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 were okay, but uh, we didn't have a lot. So a lot of my clothes still came from China. Um, you know, some of those clothes were were not very cool. <laughs> so, so I remember being being made fun of. Uh, you know, for some of the. The, the clothes that I wore, um, and I mean, you know, to be fair, they were they were pretty dorky. Like I was wearing like matching like sweatshirt, sweatpants that said like "Happy Family" on it, and had like little bears on them. And I was in like third grade or something, so you know, not the best look. But you know, my parents didn't really protect me from that one. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, there were these like cultural adjustments for sure. Um, you know, but then I think as I got older in school, um, you know, I, I think I did get in trouble quite a bit when I was like in the younger elementary school years. Um, you used to fight? Uh, you know, not not physically, but, you know, just just kind of being a smart ass, like <laughs> teacher. And I don't know, maybe maybe I carried that kind of like edginess with me, mm-hmm. um, just just being uncomfortable, I guess. Um you know, my, my parents would say it's because my grandparents spoiled me when I was in China, so I didn't have a sense of like respect for them or for my teachers. There, there might be something to that. Yeah, because you spent four or five years away when they moved. Like, well, my dad, like, I didn't see for basically six years. My mom, I was away from her for about like two and a half okay. years. But you know, those were formative years from like three and a half to six. Yeah, yeah, basically yeah. Under the care of my grandparents. Um, but. Uh, I think I've always carried that with me in in, in school. Um, maybe I've always had kind of authority issues. <laughs> it's it's not too bad, but <laughs> but but anyway, um, you know what started to change as I kind of progressed in school. Um, you know, I found out like academically, like I I did well, um, and I could kind of leverage that to help other people yeah. in, with their academics, whether it's helping them study or just copying my homework, <laughs> you know, that, that became a means of uh, making friends. So I, I kind of established a reputation of like being the smart guy, you know, nice help with school. So I guess that, that earned me a, a degree of, of respect or, or at least usefulness. Uh, and I, I kind of started to find my niche in school, um, and then in middle school, or toward the end of elementary school into middle school, I, I got involved in music. I was fortunate that, oh yeah, um, you know, my parents they, um, and this this is like a Chinese this is family thing me. that you know you, you have to learn an instrument, and, and typically, um, you know, I piano was kind of like the, the instrument that most people play. Like most Chinese kids, would play like piano or violin. My parents opted for for piano. Wow. Um, so yeah, they really sacrificed to buy a piano. I mean, at the time. You know, they probably spent like three or four thousand dollars on a piano. Wow, it's a lot of money for them. And then they especially were especially back then. Yeah, and then they were sending me to piano lessons every week, which was probably like, you know, fifty dollars for a half an hour lesson. Wow. And, uh, you know, that was a huge, huge sacrifice for yeah, 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 for my parents. But that was something they valued and, and yeah. wanted me to you know participate in and have exposure to. Um, 
And I was fortunate that the piano teacher that they picked for me also happened to be the music teacher at the elementary school. So mm. through that, I got some opportunities to maybe showcase some of my talents, if you, <laughs> if you will. Like we had like chorus concerts, you know, in fifth grade, I think, um, you know, my, my, my music, te- my piano teacher, you know, since she was also the music director, she, she gave me like a piano solo in one of the concerts we put on. And I remember after that, that, that I feel like that was kind of like a turning point where people were like, well, wow, Wayne, you know, this, he's, this guy's got some talent. Nice. And, uh, and I don't know, I guess, you know, girls, they always like musicians, right? <laughs> so, so maybe that, that, that gave me an in a little bit with uh, talking to the, the ladies. But anyway. <laughs> do, you, do you still play? I wish. I wish I still played. Um, it's, been a, it's been a long time. But yeah, just like going back to you being a smart student in school, I know a lot of immigrant parents put a lot of pressure on their kids. Um, was that the case with you or did you just like, you know, academics? Oh yeah, I mean, oh, was it absolutely. a it, it combination? It's definitely driven by parental expectations. <laughs> at first, you know, it's like, yeah, it was just what was expected. I, I was never, I've never been the hardest worker. You know, to be honest, like I, I I'm, I've always been a person who wants to t- take the, the easy way out. I guess that's a character flaw. <laughs> you know, still something I, I try to, I'm trying to overcome. But, um, you know, I, I think. It was mainly driven by my parents. Um, but then, you know, I, I think a little bit of the drive for me came in just because I, I saw that, um, you know, doing well academically was, was probably the best means I had to fit in socially okay. in school. So, um, you know, I think once that became the case, um, you know, I, I, I embrace that the academic side right. of life a little, a little bit more. Right. Um, so academics, finished high school, you went to Chicago. Uh, what did you study and like, what did you do after that? Yeah, I had the opportunity to go to the University of Chicago, um, which, um, you know, like I think if I were to apply by today's admission standards, there's no way I would ever get in. But <laughs> I was lucky in the year I applied um, and I was able to kind of get a world-class college education. I went to study economics, um, which, you know, the U Chicago is, is known for. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that was a, a great experience. Um, I, um, you know, and my parents, you know, Fortunately for me at that position, at that point in time, you know, they, they were able to um, help me pay for a, a large part of school. Um, I was able to get some scholarships, but, um, you know, going to a private university, you know, my parents still, um, you know, they paid a substantial amount of my tuition. Um, but because they were paying my tuition and I, I kind of felt that, you know, it was a bit of it was still a bit of a burden for them. Um, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say like they pressure me, but I just saw um, that I guess because I, I did took a lot of AP classes in high school. I had some placement credits. I, I was able to graduate in three years. And that's so awesome. I, um, I just felt like that was something I had to do at the time. In hindsight, I, I kind of wish I, I took that fourth year of school. I, I think it would have prepared me a little bit more for just that transition and into yeah. the real world. So yeah, I graduated in three years and I, honestly, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I, 
so I ended up just just moving back home, um, kind of trying to figure life out. I figured I graduated early. At least I, I earned a little bit of a break <laughs> to, to figure some things out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I ended up just um, finding a job um, at a company that was had an office pretty close to my parents' house. And, uh, you know, it was a company I knew nothing about called Institutional Shareholder Services. Um, it looked kind of interesting. I read the job description. I couldn't really understand what it was about. I knew it has something to do with with business and finance, so <laughs> which, you know, was kind of related to what I studied. So yeah, like, I applied for this job. I, I went and interviewed and I got this job. And, and, you know, during this whole process, again, it's like this is uh, maybe, you know, I'll just do this for a couple of years, kind of get some experience see where it goes. Um, but I've actually been working for the same company my, my whole career. So I'm in year wow. 15 now wow. working for uh, that is, uh, this company. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly didn't expect it. Um, you know, maybe, you know, one of the things is that by nature I'm a, I'm a pretty loyal person, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but, uh, but you know, I, I think it, it's a place where, you know, I've, I've gotten to grow. Um, I've gotten, you know, different different opportunities over the years. I mean, the company has, uh, you know, grown as well. And, and it's just kind of, so I've gotten to, to grow with it. And, and really, like, you know, I, I, I no, no complaints, you know, really super thankful to have had a, you know, really stable career that, you know, not, you know, there's always some, some bumps or some lulls <laughs> along the way, but, you know, for the most part, um, you know, I would say I'm, I'm definitely very thankful. For that. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, finishing college and, you know, trying to figure life out before you got the job. What, what did that look like for you? Because I know, like, for me, for example, when I finished my degree in accounting and I was looking for a job, um, as an international student, very, very stressful um, experience, I can tell you that. You know, I tell I applied to, like, a thousand jobs. I'm not even exaggerating. Literally, a thousand jobs. And, and my, my job at that time, my full-time job was applying for jobs. I wake up at 8 a.m. and it's just me applying for jobs until, like, 6 p.m., um, so as an international student, very, very stressful experience. Um, you know, like what, what was it like for you? Yeah, to be honest, I kind of just took it for granted that I, I would eventually find a job. Um, I, I also have never been the most career driven person. Um, and to be really honest, um, uh, I think my main goal going into college was to find a wife. <laughs> I remember telling some friends, and I think my pastor at the time, you know, I was like 18 years old, go off to world-class university and I was, and uh, I, I want to say we were like at a Chinese buffet with, with some other uh, students. And I, I said, I said, this is what I'm going to do when I go to college. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find someone that I'm going to end up marrying. And once I'm out of college, I'm going to get married when I'm 23. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, you had <laughs> so, it all planned out. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, so, um, 
I, honestly, you know, my, I, I, I met my wife now, now ex-wife, uh, which, which we, I guess we can get into it as well in a little bit, but yeah, yeah we, we met in college. Um, and we, uh, yeah, by, by the time we, we both graduated, um, you know, it, it was pretty clear that we, we probably were going to end up getting married. And so that year that I took off with all of us trying to figure out how to take that that next step. So, so my motivation for really getting a job was so that I, I could be in a position to, to move that relationship forward. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I applied to probably at the most a, a dozen jobs, you know, I had a handful of interviews and mm. ended up in this, you know, you know, company that, that I'm still working for today. But yeah, I, th- I think it's just, it's just different. You know, it's a different experience for obviously what you're going through. Um, you know, I probably, could have ended up with a, you know, say better job, you know, maybe a higher paying job at the time. If I did put for, you know, apply to more places or, right. uh, you know, took a more ambitious approach, but like, you know, when like the university or when the, when um, companies came to our college campus for like recruiting, I, I didn't like take part in any of that. And I, honestly, I was really unprepared partly because like I was kind of graduating early. So I was mm-hmm. trying to finish up and like find a job. Like I just couldn't and like being in, in this relationship, I, mm. I just could not like <laughs> handle everything at once. Mm-hmm. Um, for a little while, I thought about actually um, going and get, getting a job in China. Oh wow! Um, and and actually, that summer after I graduated, my family did take a trip to China, and I did talk to a few companies there. But it just became clear that like that wasn't going to be the right move for where mm-hmm. I wanted to go in life. Um, so mm-hmm. I ended up just that's how I ended up back home. I was just like trying to reset, figure out where I wanted to go. And, um, and yeah, that's how I ended up working at the, at ISS. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you know, like you, are you planning that going to college, you know, th- this is the plan for me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a wife. And, um, so how did you meet your ex-wife and, um, um, like, well, you guys got married at 23, you say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, like, what's your experience like just, you know, getting married um, at, at such a young age? What was that like for you? Yeah, I, I think, you know, wanting that companion in life is, is something that I, I've always, like, just, just had the desire for to, like, have that person. And, and, and maybe some of that can be traced back to just my childhood and, you know, having my parents leave me like when I was a young kid and I like, I, I, so, so in some ways, like even when I got to the U S and we were together as a family, you know, my, my parents were, were always like working hard. Um, and you know, the, the time that they could spend with me, uh, it was just limited. I mean, you know, I, I don't begrudge my parents at all. They, they, they did the best they could. And, and, you know, I, I, I think they, they did a great job, but, but I think just over those years as I kind of, I guess, grew into adolescence um, and, and into a young man, like, I, I think I just got this idea that, like, the thing that I needed to be fulfilled or to, to feel complete was, was to find a life uh, that, that, that suits me or that would be there for me. And, um, you know, in, in hindsight, that that's not a healthy thing. Um, and so when I went to, you know, college, I, I had no idea, like, what that would look like. Um, 
you know, there was a lot of uh, trial and error or trial and failure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, I, I, I met this girl um, who, you know, she was like the leader of our uh, Christian fellowship. And, um, you know, to be honest, like at first I was a little kind of put off by her. It was almost like she seemed too perfect, you know, like <laughs> she was the type of person that like seemed like really independent, didn't need anybody. I was like, mm-hmm. no, she doesn't need me to be her friend. And, um, but yeah, just through time, like, you know, I, I got to know her and, um, and then it was like, oh, wow, like she really is kind of like the perfect person. And like, this is the person that then, then I pretty much like, and she was always like very kind to me and she was very kind to everyone. Um, you know, she, she had the way of making everybody feel special, but since she made me feel special, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm going yeah, <laughs> to, I'm going to pursue this yeah, and, and yeah. see where it goes or, or I'm going to pursue this and, you know, I'm going to win her heart. And, and it really was kind of one of those stories where, um, at first she, she really wasn't interested. I think she agreed to like hang out with me, you know, yeah. like, like it was just hanging out to her, but they were like dates to me just out of like <laughs> kindness or yeah. being yeah. too nice. But <laughs> over time, you know, there were just some, you know, situations that came up, like she got sick for a little bit. And, um, you know, I also, um, and I, I had knee surgery and call it and she ended up helping me. And, and through all those things, like we, we grew close and we fell in love and, um, and, uh, we thought, yeah, of course, like we, we should, we should get married. Yeah. Uh, the problem though, was that I think we were both so sure that like we knew how to handle ourselves. We knew how to handle marriage and how to handle adult life together um, because we were kind of both people, we, we were already at a young age. People looked to us as, as leaders. People thought of us as people who were mature. Um, right. but the reality is, is that when you're 22 years old, you're not, you know, you don't, you don't know how to handle, you, yeah. you know, you just don't have the life experience yeah, to, yeah. to handle things. And, yeah. and marriage is, is one of the hardest things you can do in life. Wow. Um, and to try to, manage that on your own, especially when there's, there's conflicts, um, and, and not allow other people into that is, is, is a recipe for, for failure. And, um, and ultimately like that, that's what happened, uh, for us is that, um, early on as issues came up, we, we kind of tried to deal with it and then it was too hard to deal with. And so we, we kind of just didn't deal with it. And then we kind of just let things fester until it all kind of, uh, blew up and, and like, 2016 kind of just before the time that I, I met you yeah man I'm, I'm i'm sorry to 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 hear all this um you know it's um it's it's sad it ended the way the you know um how long were you guys married for yeah we have been married for uh yeah almost nine years that's a long time before we uh, separated. Yeah. yeah, that's a long time. And yeah, that's that's literally. I think we met in two thousand and seventeen, mm-hmm. um, and and then you guys got a divorce the the same year or so. Yeah, yeah, the divorce happened in, in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, how how was that like for you? Like just going through, you know, a divorce with someone you've known for so long and you've been 
uh, married to for, for nine years. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was devastating, um, because it was a, you know, it was not a divorce that, that I wanted. Um, you know, I certainly, you know, accept a lot of responsibility for where things went wrong. And, and, you know, if if there were, there are definitely things, if I could go back and change, I, I would, but, um, you know, I really, uh, you know, wanted to save our marriage, but it was, um, you know, I think it was just one of those things that, as they say, it's, it's too little, too late. I mean, you know, I hate to put a cliche on it, but, but it was just, it was just too late, I guess. Um, you know, she had already made up her mind and, uh, you know, that determined that, that she didn't want to continue our marriage. And, uh, for, for me, it, it was really hard because like I had basically staked my identity on this one person, um, you know, and, and, and that's part that, that of course is, is very unhealthy because she, she could, there's no way she could live up to that. The expectation I had for her and, and to fulfill me, which, which was a source of conflict in our relationship. Um, but regardless, um, you know, she was a person that knew me best. You know, she was my, my best friend, regardless of, um, you know, our marital issues. Um, and, and we were, we were always friendly. Like, like we always like cared for each other. Like even, even to, to the end, I think, you know, even, even today, although, you know, like in a much more limited extent, like I think, you know, you, we still, you still have that bond with, with someone you share life with that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it, so it was hard for me to move on from my reliance on her um but at the same time it was something that i realized i needed because uh, you know my my marriage and my wife like it was essentially like this idol in my life um you know i you know i realized one of the things i realized was like like i was getting my value as a person based off of the fact that I was her husband and, you know, she's someone that everyone admired, you know, really like respected. And, um, you know, like, like, like from the outside, like, like she's, she's probably like as close as, as you will find of like a, a perfect person in terms of like intelligence, like beauty, work ethic, like compassion, like she, she has it all. Yeah. Um, and so like people kind of just see her and it's like, she's like superwoman and it's, and I'm like superwoman's husband. So like, I must have like some validation <laughs> through that, but, but, but that's where I needed to grow. Like I, I needed to realize that like I, I, my identity um, can't be coming from this other person as close as they are to me, as great as they are. Um, and really um, the, the, the lesson that I needed to learn uh, or, or really, you know, re- relearn and have it really ingrained in, in, in me is that that my identity like only comes from from Jesus Christ. It only comes from God. And um, you know, I've been Christian since I was in high school. Um, and uh, you know, but like I mentioned, like I met my ex-wife in Christian fellowship. So I've always been in community, um, and I think I, I always you know kind of had this like had knowledge about God, about the Bible, but like, it, I think it was just 
some of what happened is just that like, like it was the trial that I, I needed to have in my life to put into practice um, the things that like I thought I knew. Um, and, you know, not that God is the cause of my divorce, you know, like my own sinfulness and, and, and of course also the, like the sinfulness of my ex, like our human sinfulness is the cause of our divorce. But, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I, like, I want to say that like God knew that like, like he needed to take this idol away from me, for me to really put him where he needs to be in my life and for me to grow into the person that, that he wants me to be. And, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm still obviously on that journey, but, um, I will say that, you know, as devastating as, um, going through that was, and, and, you know, still feels at times. Um, but you know, my, my life has radically transformed and for, for the better and, in many ways. And, and, and I think like my relationship with you, like is, is one of the big, big like reminders for me. Like, look, look what is in your life now that, that there's no way, like, there's no way you would have met this kid, like from Sierra Leone, <laughs> you know, and, and gotten to, to know him who's become a brother who, who even had the opportunity to, to mentor a little bit and, and just like, to have this like kind of closeness of friendship. Like I, I didn't, I like I, in my, when I was married, like I, it was almost like I didn't have any friends because I was just so like insulated in my own world. And I was just like, but, but now it's like this, this whole world is is open. And then like the, these new people and, and it's like, God is saying like, I'm going to use you in ways that, that you never thought you you could do in any ways that, that you never even imagined. And, and, and here we are. Right. <laughs> And that that is that like I'm so I'm so touched right now, you know, like that's that's so beautiful. Um, you know, I'm so happy for you, honestly. You know, as devastating as you know a divorce is, um, I can only imagine, but I'm sure it's been it's been pretty rough. Um, but again, I I'm glad to just have been there and see you grow to the person you you're becoming. Um, you know, and one of the things when we started just hanging out, you know, we, we opened up pretty easily to, to each other. You know, I told you my story, you told me yours and, and we just kind of like bonded. And, and that was a, that was a really nice thing. And like, like I said earlier, you're one of the people who I've always just stayed in touch with. Um, you know, we, we hop on a phone call, you know, almost every Sunday, um, you know, and, and just kind of like catch up, which is, which is really nice. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's been a blessing just being in your life and, you know, it's been a blessing just you being in my life as well. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah, man, I, I pray our friendship just continue to, to grow. It's been really nice just getting to know you. Um, you, 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 you're an amazing person. Uh, you know, we, you have, you host students in your, I think we did this yesterday. A bunch of students came here. We had food, you, you, you cooked, um, you know, bringing people together. And, you know, you've always, you said you've always belonged in a community and that's absolutely right. Um, you take part in church activities. 
so it's just been really nice to see you grow and the person I met in 2017 to now. Like I can actually tell like how much you've grown and it's just been so beautiful to see you um, actually from, you know, being this person and to, to the individual you are today. And it, I think it's, it's, it's really nice. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that too. Um, and I would say, you know, like they're like that, you know, you know, it's, it's definitely good to like hear affirmation that, that there's been growth from 2017 to yeah. 2021. Um, yeah. you know, at least that that's what like life, needs to be and I think but but for like a long time like I I was just kind of stuck in life like things were kind of just the way things were and um and you know and it's like when my the divorce happened like that was the the catalyst for for transformation like like that was the you know the the, the suffering that like God use for my transformation I, and i would put it even more strong stronger than that I, I would say that that like you know that 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 is his plan for me to to grow and and um you know and it's like i it's not like god is saying said to me like i'm taking this thing that's really precious to you like like too precious to you actually yeah and, and stripping it away yeah but i'm gonna put something in you yeah. that, that you're not even going to realize, yeah. but, but it's actually gonna like make you a, a more attractive person to yeah. other people. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like, you know, 2017, like, like I had my life together and I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go like connect with some international students and make a difference in their lives. I mean, I was just kind of stumbling around, like trying to pick up the pieces of my life back together, but yet like, because of what I've gone through, like it brought me to the place where, yeah, maybe I was willing to be more vulnerable than before. Maybe I was more, became more sensitive to yeah. the needs and struggles of yeah. others. Um, yeah. and, and that's what allowed us like to connect, you know, like yeah. me and yeah. you. Um, yeah. and I think that that's what you felt. It's not like something that I planned and executed, yeah. but it was something that, that God did yeah. in, in the midst of, of my brokenness yeah. and, um, and, and then that's what what God does you know I mean, you and I have also talked like this past year has had its you know challenges for all of us with, with pandemic and other things yeah. That, yeah. that we're going through um, you know I this last year I've, I've you know was experiencing some anxieties that that I've never really experienced before in my life I've always been like a super chill guy like you yeah. know I kind of <laughs> just like the things don't bother me too much like like everything's gonna be okay but yeah, like this year, it, like just some stuff hit me that I I, I just couldn't do that yeah. anymore. Even though, like, I knew, like, meant, like in my mind, like you know, intellectually, like it, it's gonna be okay. But like my emotions and were just um, out of order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, thankfully, you know, in the last maybe you know month or two, like I I, I felt a lot better. But but even now, like I, I can already see like how just even having that experience with, with anxiety has like given me understanding yeah. to yeah. Other, other people better um, yeah. and to be able to better, you know, just have compassion. Yeah, absolutely. It gives you perspective, you know? Um, I remember I was 
you know, hopping on the phone talking about your anxiety. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I have I have anxiety too. And and you know, so we, we talk about anxiety all the time, or most mostly whenever it hits and, and it's like, okay, how do we how do we deal with this? And for the past month or so, I can clearly see how well you've handled your anxiety. Um, you know, I don't think we've hopped on the phone to talk about it for like the past three weeks even, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I'm like, well, Wayne and I don't talk about this, which is really good because that means it's, it's getting better now, you know, um, which which is a really good thing. And, and I've seen that growth in how you handle it as well. Uh, you know, I remember hopping on the phone one time and like, man, you're like, you got this. And you're like, no, nah, I don't think I do. You know? Right, right. Nah. <laughs> you're like, I don't think I do. Like, I've never felt this way before. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and yeah, but, but now you're in, in, in a much better headspace, uh, which is, which is really cool, you know? So like just dealing with, with anxiety, for example, which I know a lot of people don't talk about, um, you know, culturally, maybe just personal reasons. I know in my culture, for example, it's difficult for people to talk about anxiety and depression. It, it's just not in the conversation. Um, how do you deal with, with anxiety? Um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, the, the two main things I, I really do is... Um, you know, I just, I read my Bible and I pray. I make sure, or try to make sure that those are two consistent parts of my day. Um, and, you know, I, I think the thing with anxiety or even, um, you know, when you might, might be f- feeling something that resembles depression is, is that, um, and, and, you know, you heard me say this to you. It's like, I feel like nothing's working. Like, like the things that, that I know, should work like like aren't working anymore like like what do i do um but um you know for me it's i I think like i just stuck with it and um you know like eventually it it kind of kicked in you know like 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 it did (laughs) it did what it was supposed to do um you know not that not that it's like cause and effect like that but you know like how everything works it's it's like a mystery but like the, the thing is is like when you're when you're feeling that anxious when you're feeling in your when you're in your low, you you feel like nothing is gonna work, and yeah, you just yeah. want to escape, or, yeah. or like, like, and I think then that just like makes it worse and worse. And but but it's like like all you can do is, is is do what you know you need to do. So like for me, that's like yeah, like connecting with God in His Word through prayer, and then like talking to friends. Like even though like you know there are sometimes like you feel low, you're like, okay, I want to, I want to talk to somebody, but, but I think it's even more important in those moments where you're like, ah, oh, I really like don't want to talk to anybody. But, but like, those are the moments where like you actually do need to probably talk to somebody yeah. the most. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, like there, there were a few times where like, I kind of just forced myself to, to reach out to you or another friend, but, but what was even better um, and, and, you know, something that I'm really thankful for, to you for and, and some other close friend is that, like when when you get that like proactive outreach from from your friends, like so you would just like you know check send me a, a message just to say hey bro how's it going and yeah. uh, you know those little things make a difference and yeah. Um, yeah I have to remind myself of that too because whenever sometimes I think about somebody and I want to reach out to them and for some reason I think oh like I don't want to be annoying like I don't want to bother this person 
But like, that is far less likely, like what the other person is thinking than like that person feeling like, oh, wow, like I really appreciate this person that the fact that this person's like thinking about me yeah. and has reached out to me. But yeah. like for some reason, like we, I think we all suffer from this, right? Like, like we <laughs> literally everyone, <laughs> like, like instead of just like, oh yeah, no, that person doesn't like, why do we assume that like, yeah, that yeah. person doesn't want to hear from me that, that I would be a, yeah. a, a imposition, you know, uh, position on them versus like, of course, like oh, I would like hearing from them. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. We don't have to have a long, yeah. discussion but just yeah. to get a text or a quick phone call like or even a knock on the door like from your neighbors or you know yeah. friends that live close by like that would be amazing yeah yeah <laughs> and um and so yeah like i i i I'm, as i'm saying this now i'm like I, I, I need to like do that and just like fight off that instinct of like i guess we don't want to be rejected right and so it's like <laughs> we like you know even if it's like that one out of ten people that it's like that doesn't yeah. respond or like like kind of blows you off like that that sticks with us more yeah, than yeah. Who, who we get to connect with but but that's what that's what we got to overcome yeah absolutely i mean i absolutely do agree and uh you know in lines with rejection i feel like rejection is a good thing especially with things like this because for me it gives me an idea of who i should contact next time or who has my interest yeah um uh, you, you know so if i try to like kick it with you and you're like um you know i'm not down to kick it with you <laughs> i'm like all right cool well i'll find someone who wants to kick it with me and so next time i'm i'm, I'm having anxiety or they have an anxiety you know they like call me I'll, I'll call you you know i i talk about anxiety with you i have a i think i have a four or five other friends i talk to about this thing and it's the same experience you know, it's like sometimes before I started opening up about my anxiety, I thought I was the only one with anxiety. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. You know, I thought I was the only one. I'm like, damn, like it's it's going to be so weird if I talk about this. But then you start talking about it and you're like, oh, this is normal. Like everyone has anxiety. Like, okay, well, cool. Um, uh, you know, so... I do have people, you know, there's you, there's, there's uh, four or five other people, we up on the phone and we just talk about this and, and it's like, whoa, like same, like, and, and that's all, the whole conversation, whatever this is, like, oh, wow, I feel the same way or oh, I feel the same way and like, oh, this is normal and we should be having these conversations. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I was amazed as I started opening up to people um, that everybody... Pretty much everybody's like, yeah, like I, I have experience with anxiety or, or if not anxiety, like, like, like something else. Like everybody is, is, is dealing with something. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like life, um, yeah. you know, it, it might sound, um, you know, like a, like a morbid thing to say, but, but like life is hard, you know, it, it is. There's, it there, is. and everybody gets a fair share it is. Of, of, of suffering. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But but I really think like yeah like it, when we're able to meet each other in, in those places that that's where like relationship and love really yes. have an opportunity to yes. flourish. Yes, absolutely, I absolutely agree. Um, life life is tough. Life is tough. You know, um, for the rich, for the poor, doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't like choose. Uh, you know, everyone has their own fair share of of struggles. You know, I, I have social anxiety. Um, sometimes I think maybe people think I'm proud, 
you know, because sometimes when my social anxiety hits, I just kind of like go undercover. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to be by myself. Uh, you know, I just want to recharge. Yeah. Uh, I, like if we meet and you say hi, I probably won't even know how to say hi back to you. I'll, 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 you know, I, I fumble a lot of times sometimes. And yeah, it's, 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 I'm, I'm learning how to deal with it. I like, I want to do public speaking, for example. That's one of the ways I want to like just battle my social anxiety, you know, yeah. get on stage. Yeah. Like face the bull by the horn. Yeah. You know, that's, and, and it's, it's like Toastmasters has been a good way for me to just mm-hmm. go on stage and, and, and talk. And, and I do like it. Like I do enjoy talking. You know, I hop on a taxi. I, I talk to random strangers. That That's just me. I love talking to yeah. people. Yeah. Um, you know, so like all this, doing this podcast, for example, it's it's kind of like, it's having me open up a lot. It's it's like I'm learning so much about myself and I absolutely do love doing this podcast. You know, it's like I'm doing it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing it for me. Um, and it's it's been good. Now, now, like I can talk about anxiety now. And I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not the only one going through this. And there are people who are going to listen to this episode or, um, you know, a bunch of other episodes coming up. And they're going to be like, oh. Like I go through the same issues, you know, like during the pandemic, I've been able to talk to a lot of black boys mm. my age with a whole bunch of daddy issues. We all have daddy issues. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not the only one. Like my friends too, you know, are not as close as I thought they were with their parents or with their mom or with their dads. And um, yeah, and, and these are all conversations we need to have and and just see how we can all heal together and how you know, the upcoming generation can, because what I thought I needed when I was young was just guidance for the most part. And I didn't have much of that. So if I can use this platform to just kind of like share my story and share people's story and have others listen and just that kind of like be a guide for them, um, I think my, my job here is done pretty much. And that's all I'm trying to do, actually. You know, have people learn, inspire people, educate people on on social issues, and um, on on mental illness. Yeah. Um, you know, and and just how to cope with with life in general. Absolutely, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think what you're doing is amazing. And yeah, if, if anything, you know, if, if we can just show people that, yeah, like it's okay to to talk about your struggle. In fact, it's good. Like yeah, it's necessary, and in fact, it's the only way to to real healing and real growth. Yeah, to yeah. Kind of like get in the trenches to, to get a little uncomfortable yeah. at times, or really uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, like like that's that's what's necessary. You know, like, like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. You yeah. need surgery. You word, gotta get word. cut open and, yeah, and, and you know get you know get do what needs to be done. You can't just put a band aid on it. Um, yeah, but but I think that that's what we can do sometimes, um, you know, we, we, we kind of just put on a bandage or put on some makeup or put on a mask because, you know, we can kind of get some cues from society that says, Oh, like, like this is how I'm supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to behave. So when I'm not in a social setting, I gotta just kind of, you know, force myself and, yeah. uh, you know, put on the, put on the face for yeah, everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. um, and then, yeah. You know, but the more and more we do that, like, like we, we kind of just, just 
lose ourselves and, and it actually just just makes all of our issues yeah worse right yeah. um you know like you talking about having social anxiety like i imagine like it'd be easy for you to just kind of like pretend and, and do what you need to do in, in a social setting and never like deal with like what you're really yeah feeling but but over time like that's gonna like cripple you yeah yeah but, yeah. but what would be much better is just to be be honest, like to be like emotionally honest with, with where you're at yeah. and, um, yeah. and, and actually just like work your way through it instead of just saying yeah. like, Hey, like I'm, I, I have a lot of ability, yeah. you know, like, like yeah. I can just perform yeah. and, um, and, you know, maybe every once in a while, like there are situations where we need to do that. You know, yeah. like, certainly yeah. like for me at work, like sometimes I just gotta, you know, if I'm talking to a client, like I just need to like, put on the face and do what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's not how I want to live my life. Yeah. You know, like that's definitely not how I want absolutely. to be, live around my friends. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like this is a place to, to be, be real and, and, and to be, be vulnerable. Yeah. And, and like, you, you have to be vulnerable to, to experience. Yes. Love. Yes. Yes. And you need those relationships in your life. Yeah. Like you, you need, Places you need people who you can come to and and just be yourself. No, no faking, no mask. You know, you don't have to smile all the time. You know, and like just be, like just exist. You know, like you need those relationships. I think yeah. it's it's very important to have those people in your life because a lot of the the work we do. You go to school, for example, you have to put on a mask and and smile. You in class, if the teacher asks a question, you have to answer. Um, politely, you know, you go to a bar or you go to like a restaurant, you have to be kind. <laughs> Gets exhausting, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's why I don't go out. <laughs> it, it, it does get exhausting and, and you just need to come home. And that's why home is, is, is like having a house, having a home, it's, it's, it's so sacred. You know, it's sometimes I, I feel bad that families are always fighting each other. Like that should be a sacred space for you guys yeah. to come and and just be and accept each other for, you know, who you are as individuals and, and as a collective. You know, but if you go in, if you go into work and you're having a tough day at work and then you come home and there isn't peace like you it's that's too much stress like well, like how do you recharge how do you relax then yeah you know like like what what's what what's your sanctuary like what's your sacred space for you to to be yourself you know and it's it's like we need to work on on families as well like families need to sit down and and talk through it's it's not a, not as easy as I'm making it sound no but I feel like we all need to just do the work. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and be kind to each other and, 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 you know, just make life easier for, for one another. Yeah. And I think maybe the first step is just to like, let go of that, that sense of pressure. Like we got to perform. Yeah. Or something, yeah. you know, like, like we, we think that like we, we have to have it all together for, people to accept us, yes. especially if, they, if they, we want them to like 
respect us or see us as a as a leader and as someone yeah. worthy of, of following and um you know like i think again like my my experience with you has been the opposite of that right like um you know our relationship formed out of a place of my weakness and i i, I never feel like a sense of like oh you know like Mike says that I, you know, I'm his mentor. So whenever I talk to him, I have to like have it together and like, yeah, you know, like yeah. present to him like, yeah. oh, like, hey, everything's gonna be okay. Like, no, like I, that that would be a disservice to to our relationship. Yeah, and, and, yeah. You know, if there is anything that the good that I, I'm able to impart on you, like, like that's like, no, like I I I don't want to be from a from a manufactured position of. Of, of strength um you know I, I think like i don't want to speak for you but you know i i would think that like the the, the best of, of what i've been able to to share with you is just um you know this this i this like this from a position of, of like yeah like I, I admit that like i'm weak <laughs> You know, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. but that doesn't mean that um, you know good things can't can't happen, um, and 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 then especially when when it's, it's the power of God working through our weakness. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I mean, it's just been so much fun. You know, honestly, knowing you. Um, I remember in 2019 when my mom came and I was going to like book a hotel for my mom and, and you moved out of your room, slept on the couch for like four or five days just so my mom could sleep in your house. You know, you offered to host my mom and I don't think I'll ever be able to repay you. And it's not like you want me to repay you, but it's just like that, that's, that was kind of you, Wayne. Like, thank you for that. Honestly, that was that's something I still think think about. I'm like, whoa, like this this dude is is a really good person. You know? Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny you, you say that, and of course, like I, I appreciate and understand where you're coming from. But for me, it's just like, well, that's like it's it's such the obvious thing to do. You know, I I so, but yeah, I'm, I'm certainly glad that uh, I was able to to bless you and your mom. In that way, I think for me, um, you know, like I don't, I, I, I don't always, um, you know, I, I think I, I, I want to be better at like receiving the, the gratitude that that people express. I know you, you tell me all the time that your mom like asks about me, and, literally, all the time. <laughs> and uh, I'm always like so surprised. I'm like, oh, does she care about me? But, yeah, yeah, uh, she's always. But yeah, like like just the fact that like her coming here for those. Yeah, like what a privilege that that is for me to to be in a position to yeah, yeah to bless you guys yeah. in that way. And uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure, you know, not, not that I'm looking to be repaid, but I, I think there <laughs> there will be opportunity to, to be repaid because because I know there there will come a day where where I visit Sierra Leone. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll host you and, and yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kick you down on the the west coast. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Down on the West Coast, man. Thank you for, for doing this. And of course. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I do appreciate this. Um, you know, just closing up, do you have any like final words of, you know, wisdom, any advice you have for like young people out there, um, you know, trying to like, not even trying to do anything, just advice for young folks out there? people in the world like any message you'd want to send across uh, you know yeah I mean I, I, I definitely um, you know I think in this world right now where um, you know people are are more isolated than ever um, you know I think the message I want to send is like you don't have to be alone um, you know, like, like reach out to people, um, or, and, and if you're in a place that's good, like then, then, then reach out to people who may not have like what you have and just, just make a connection, you know, like, like, like sometimes we think we might not need that because like we, we have like social media and when we feel like we're connected to all these people, but, but that is no substitute for, uh, you know, face-to-face interaction with people for, for really like being in community together around a table, like sharing good food together, um, you know, playing games, laughing, like, like we need to do that. Um, and, and I know like, you know, with COVID, like, like, like it's kind of made things even like harder, or, like more awkward for some people, but like, don't let, don't live isolated, you know, like, like we, we have to, living community yeah um, and that, that yeah. that's what we're meant for yeah yeah well thank you so much i feel like that's a message i need to take for myself too um because sometimes i just feel so isolated i just want to like stay on underground and undercover that's just me like i i i'm socially awkward sometimes so um well, well. Nah, dude, if you're if you're socially awkward <laughs> I, I i have no hope but, but but no but my my like you know like you know just seeing people gathered here around your visit it just it just shows me like man like what an impact that that you you have already had you know in this community and and thank you it, it, thank, um, you. thank you you know it makes me look forward to you know the, the impact that that you will have as, as you continue to grow and um appreciate yeah and i, I want to add you know i want to I guess say that to people listening to is like, like you make, you matter. Like you, you make a difference. Like don't, thank you. Don't let the world like think that. Thank like, you. you can't, that means a lot. You can't do, you know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.